Well, we have reached the end of our scheduled summer series episodes of player rankings, division previews, and all of that. And we are concluding it with our final conference championship and Super Bowl predictions today, as we are in the midst of preseason action and heading into the regular season very shortly, if you can believe it, man. I mean, I can't believe it. Um it feels like yesterday when it was August and we were like, well, it still is, but it was it was July and we were like, man, let's just get some football. Now we're finally here. We welcome you to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power Radiate and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros. Justin has work. And uh, we have a great show planned for you guys tonight. The uh, NFC Championship predictions, AFC as well. Followed by Super Bowl predictions, and we asked you guys for your dark hole, dark horse Super Bowl contenders. So that was a fun one. Um, only we ran into a small problem. Um, our feed was unusually active, um, and all and it all expired um, in our in our feed. So all the responses that we had. Um, we know who said we know what was said, but we don't know who said it. So we can't give you guys credit. We can mention what was most most said, um, which were, there were some great responses, but we were not able to um, we were not able to uh, get all of the um, who 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 said uh, which response. Um, but this is going to be a great episode, CJ. So. Uh, do you want to kick us off with NFC Championship? Yeah. Yes, I will. The NFC Championship game, it was weird for Adam and I to predict. And why is that? And we, but we've mentioned many times on this show why. The NFC is very weak. It's top-heavy, and it's just like, you can make an argument for most teams unless you're coming from the NFC South. That being said, I decided to go a little bold. I'm thinking the NFC Championship will be the San Francisco 49ers and the Detroit Lions. Now, in the past, I've said that the NFC West, the key is when Brock Purdy comes back because while he still has a lot to prove, he has shown that he can, at bare minimum, be an above-average game manager. And he still has room to grow. But it's looking very likely like he could start week one. Like, he's, like, full go at practice. And he is the QB1. And that team around him is loaded with George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk, and a pretty good O-line to boot with a ferocious defense captained by Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, and Talanoa Hufanga. And they even have other guys like Chavarius Ward, Andre Greenlaw, and Javon Hargrave. Like, that is just a star-studded team. And 
I've said before, the sooner Purdy comes back, the better. Well, it's looking like Purdy might actually play week one. And even though I've been kind of a big fan of Seattle, I just don't see them stacking up to the 49ers. Oh, this year will be a little better than last. And then there's the Detroit Lions, who Adam and I have spoken a lot about on this channel. The Lions, now, they didn't eclipse 500 and make the playoffs last year. But for the first time in a long time, they had expectations. And, which is weird, you know, when you talk about the Lions and expectations. But Jared Goff had a, had a big-time resurgence. You now have David Montgomery in the backfield. You've got Amon Ross St. Brown, and eventually you'll have Jamison Williams. You got the tight end Sam Laporta, a good O-line, and an up-and-coming defense led by Asa H- uh, Aiden Hutchinson and CJ Gardner Johnson. And they should win the NFC North, you know, unless Jordan Love decides to become the second coming of Aaron Rodgers. And just, and I would expect to see them in the NFC Championship, where the slightly more experienced 49ers will get the better of them. And for those wondering, hey, what about the Eagles? I like to point out Super Bowl hangover is a real thing. However, I do think they will make the playoffs, and they'll probably win a playoff game or two. But that remains to be seen. Right now, all in all, give me Niners and Lions. Niners come out on top. Adam, you are muted. You're absolutely right. I was muted. And you're also right because I like that pick for the Lions so much that so much so that I also have the Lions being in the NFC Championship as well. And um, I have them hosting in this one. I think they are going to be the top seed. All of the momentum is on their side, and they just have talent everywhere you look. And they have become more and more competitive by the year under head coach Dan Campbell. And Jared Goff is proving that he wasn't just some puppet puppet to Sean McVay. I understand he's not the number one overall pick that we all stud quarterback that we all thought he was going to be, but he's much more than just a throw in in the Matthew Stafford deal. We're seeing that now in that um, while most of us thought that he, that golf was going to be a bridge quarterback to whoever they plan to draft as the next guy. No one told the lions that clearly, and they think they're going to contend with them. And honestly, the more I've seen Goff play and play with with real targets, the more I kind of agree. I think they're going to be contenders, and I think they're going to be the number one seed going into this year and make the conference championship. And they will be hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, I have the Eagles going back to the conference championship and playing for a chance to go back to the Super Bowl and be one of the few teams to lose the Super Bowl and then go back. However, it's going to be their work is going to be cut out for them. Even if all of their ducks are in a row, we've seen time and time again, the teams that lose the Super Bowl are never the same the year after. Sometimes they overcome it. Once in a blue moon, they figure things out and they go back to the Super Bowl. Most of the time they don't. 
But I, I think things are going to be just good enough for them so that they're able to fight off every other team except one, which is going to be the Detroit Lions. And I have them going to the Super Bowl and playing for a chance for their first ever Super Bowl victory. And the Eagles, it's going to be a good game. I think this is going to be a great matchup. And the Eagles are going to be there. Their, at this point in the season, they will have been their true selves again, right? Their defense will be ferocious as always. Jalen Hurts will be running frantically as he always is. And he is going to be throwing deep, deep balls all the time to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. And they're going to be racking up their touchdowns on the ground and on the air. But I just don't think it's going to be enough because that Super Bowl hangover really is real. And I think this Lions team is all around. It has talent everywhere you look. I think they're going to put it all together. This team is motivated. They play for each other. And I think that is going to be the deciding factor. I think the Lions go to the Super Bowl. So that is my that's my conference championship prediction. Yeah, you know, I'm inclined to agree. I was so close to having Philly in myself. But, you know, I'm a little more of a staunch believer in the Super Bowl hangover. And, but then again, you already know what I think of the Lions. And I like how we're kind of in lockstep, regardless of the outcome that they will make the NFC championship, or at least they should, if they live up to the expectations, you know, like the one time we put expectations on them. And Philly, once again, a team I was grappling with, but overall, can't say that I dislike what you had. In fact, I wouldn't be shocked if that was the NFC championship in real life. Yeah. And if this and if this Eagles team winds up going back to the Super Bowl, all the power to them. I wouldn't I wouldn't rule it out. No, I wouldn't rule it out at all. I'm just saying I think I don't think they they I don't think they're going to go back. And I think when you replace a lot, you lose a lot of guys like they did this offseason, and then you replace them all. It, you wind up with all these new faces on on one line and they all have to find a way to gel and play together in one season that usually doesn't work out too well it, 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 they'll figure it out down the stretch and they might even win some playoff games but I don't think that it's I don't think that it's going to be enough for them to go back to the Super Bowl they could they could and there's nothing analytical about what I'm saying it at all. So also well, hangover is not analytical either, but we've seen time and time again that more often than not, it's a real thing. Yep. I believe it was what eight teams ever have gone back to the Super Bowl after losing it. And how and many four of them? And four of those teams and four of those teams were the Buffalo Bills, by the way. How'd that work out for them? They tried again and again and again. Did not win it again. And I listen, I hate this argument too. It's not analytical. I like using the numbers to back me up. I do. Sure. But it's it's just it just happens every single time. That's just the way it goes. So I have the Eagles. I was kind I'm kind enough to the Eagles to say that they're going back to the conference championship. So please, Eagles fans, do not bite my head off. You That's probably true. will because you're Eagles fans. <laughs> but I think I can hold my own in an argument. I can do that. I'm just saying I've lived amongst them. I know. Yeah. Uh, And if they make it there, so be it. So be it. I understand.
All right. There, those are our NFC championship predictions. What about the AFC? We'll give those next. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Ruski podcast. Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros. So as we did our NFC Championship matchup predictions, we are going on to our AFC. And without further ado, what are your picks, CJ? Ah, the AFC. Now, we were talking about how in the NFC, it was tough to predict because of the lack of talent. Well, the AFC, it's tough to predict because this is like murderer's row. Everybody has a case. Some are better than others, but there's a lot of elite quarterbacks, and there's only two spots for the AFC championship. So I had to think about it and call me crazy, but I think the AFC championship game will be a rematch of last season. Bengals and Chiefs. Now, let me get the Chiefs one out of the way. I am aware that on this podcast, we in the past have said, and I've said verbatim, offensively, the cupboard's pretty bare in Kansas City. And that's true. But you know who they have? Patrick Mahomes. And this guy can make can do more with less. He can make magic out of thin air. And he has an elite offensive line and the best tight end in the game. Now, granted, I'm not sold on Isaiah Pacheco. I am also not sold on Kadarius Toney or Marquez Valdez-Scantling or anyone else. But Mahomes, that is a man that I am sold on. And when you have an, a, a, at least an average defense... He could take you far. He could take you to the AFC Championship game where they will have a rematch with the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals, a little older and a little wiser. Now, the Bengals, they had they lost some pieces in the on the offseason, like their safeties, Von Bell and Jesse Bates. But that's not going to be too big, considering the fact that, you know, they've got uh, what's his name? Nick Scott, right? And they also have Dax Hill, who I believe was a first-round pick or, like, really early second round. First-round pick, yeah. Thanks, Adam. And on top of that, they have a good problem. They have too many tackles. You just got your franchise left tackle in Orlando Brown Jr., and either Jonah Williams or Lyle Collins will be playing right tackle. The O-line's beefed up. You know, you have the best receiver room in the game. Adam and I, we've talked this team to death. However, this time around, the outcome will be different. I think the Bengals take it from Kansas City. And why? Because the Chiefs, we've said that Mahomes can do more with less. 
But how much less can he do more with? Because like we said, it's not exactly the weapons are not exactly plentiful over there in Kansas City. And when you consider the fact that the defense isn't, you know, lost guys like Juan Thornhill, and we don't even know if Chris Jones is going to play at all this year, I'm not sold. And I think since he will take it again, you know, like they did two years ago, this time they win. I was going to say this would be the third year in a row where these two teams mat- match- matched up. It's almost turning into the the Warriors Cavs matchups in the N- in the NBA finals all those years ago when that those would just happen every single year and we just got tired of them happening. And it's a good it's a good quarterback rivalry, right? So, you know, Patrick Mahomes has the has the rings. Um but Joe Burrow is the new kid on the block who has been doing pretty well. And Patrick Mahomes is probably still going to do pretty well. So that and they're both young. So this is going to be a great uh, AFC. This is going to be a great AFC quarterback rivalry for years to come, which is good for the NFL that we have two guys, very likable guys, I might add, on some championship caliber teams who are going to be clashing almost every year in the playoffs. I hope not every year, and that's I that's really where my every year. that's where my conference championship prediction comes, where I have the Bengals going to the conference championship as well, but I also have the Jaguars going. Now, I understand what you might be thinking. Why the Jaguars when you have both the Chiefs and the Bills still looking pretty good and in championship contention? Well, they've been in it just about every year. And as as good as the Bengals have been, they're, they're just too flawed, and they have not taken a good look at their – uh, at their weaknesses. You mean the Chiefs? I was. I'm talking about the Bills. I oh, I, I, I could have sworn yeah, you said the Bengals. Chiefs, the Chiefs. I actually kind of believe in. And if they make if they make it to the NFC cha- AFC Championship or even the even the Super Bowl, I would not be surprised in the slightest. Patrick Mahomes can do something yeah. with very little. Wait, no, no. I, I, when you said Bills, yeah. for some reason it registered in my head as Bengals. Continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, the bill. The Bills are just way. They don't they they just don't understand what their flaws really are. And it's that they are their offense is way too one-dimensional. They are a cold weather weather team that plays in Buffalo. What does that mean? When it gets to December, it's going to be harder to to do that air show type offense going completely vertical. So like yes, they are a great regular season team and they might win a playoff game, maybe two. But are they going to make the the AFC championship once, once that offense dies down, which is bound to in the colder weather, they don't have that running back to pass and to hand it off to, to keep defenses honest. They don't have that. And that brings me to the chiefs. The other team that I think is not, is not going to make it back. There's being asked to do, to do something to do more with less Then there's being asked to do the impossible which is something with nothing, turning water into wine. We've seen Brady try to do it some years, and he hasn't been able to do it, right? I mean, he's been, like, 2006, had nothing at the wide receiver position. They lost in the conference championship. They made the conference championship. Um, 2013, 
Didn't have enough. Lost in the conference championship. So what I am saying here is that you don't they they just don't have enough this year, which is okay. Tom Brady won six Super Bowls. That's fine. And Patrick Mahomes will probably win another another Super Bowl down the road. It won't be this year. And it's not you don't win the championship every single year. Michael Jordan did not win championship championships every single year. There were some day there were some years where he was one and done. I think the Chiefs just don't have enough firepower this year. And I think they are going to they are going to have an off year. They'll go to they'll they'll win some games, but I don't have them I don't have them going all the way. Um, that brings me to the Jaguars, a team that's arguably the most improved team uh, in all of football, at least the AFC. Right? I mean, they barely squeaked into the playoffs with a winning record, which we didn't even see coming. And Trevor Lawrence looks all of a sudden looks like the stud quarterback that the Jaguars drafted him to be. And on top of that, in that high-flying offense that they had in the second half of the year, you now add Calvin Ridley to that. That's a pretty freaking good offense. Their offensive line is still really good. They still have a very good running game. And their defense looks good enough. The Now, where I have the Bengals going to the Super Bowl is where the the Jaguars inexperience is going to come back to bite them. The, these are both these are these are both very good teams. But the 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 Bengals just have a better offense, better personnel and better experience. Joe Burrow is is a much more seasoned player at this point in his career whereas Trevor Lawrence who knows? Maybe he'll be better than Burrow. We don't know, but he's we. What we do know is that he's a little on the inexperienced side, and I think that's where the inexperience comes back to bite him, kind of like it did in this past postseason, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he threw True. four picks in the first half. If that was against the Bengals, they would kill him. Yeah, and it it happened against the Chiefs the final the following playoff game. When he made mistakes, they made him pay for it, right? Yes. So that's where I have the Bengals going to the Super Bowl, and my official Super Bowl matchup is the Bengals and the Lions. Battle of the Beasts. (laughs) Actually, two cats, isn't it? Yeah. A kitty bowl, as it were. Oh, don't don't say it like that. That's so bad. just sounds stupid. Yeah, I know. Well, neither teams won a Super Bowl, so yeah. Only one I mean, team yeah, is no longer being called Kitty. Right. You run with that, NFL. No, but all jokes aside, I think you're right. The Jags are definitely a team to watch out for, and I agree wholeheartedly with what you said about KC and what you said about Buffalo. Because, I mean, Kansas City, you know, like you said, is asked to be doing more with less than there's just do more with Travis Kelsey. And we've said many times, if Travis Kelsey goes down, that team might be screwed. And then Buffalo, not even just that their offense is one-dimensional, the window of greatness their defense is in is about to snap shut, or slam shut, actually. Von Miller, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, not getting younger, and you lost Tremaine Edmonds. Yep. And well, outside of – Don't forget Leonard Floyd. 
Oh, they yeah, just brought in Leonard Floyd, Floyd in free agency, who's also kind of old, but yeah, he's all right. But another I, thing, deep. yeah, keep keep going. Is that Tre'Davious White has proven he's unreliable? I mean, he's he's easily a top ten corner when he's on the field, but he's not always on the field. And who's your corner too? Uh, nobody, I believe in that's for sure. But yeah, I could totally see Jacksonville making it, especially now that they're. A little more experienced, but not experienced enough to win the conference, I think. Yeah, it, I just don't like I, I'm very high on Jacksonville. I'm high on Trevor Lawrence, and I think Jacksonville has a very good team that can put it all together. Um, yeah. And we're also missing the coaching. Doug Peterson has a Super Bowl ring, um, and he's proven to be a pretty good coach in the past. So I think that's going to help them. And just overall, I think the Jaguars, if you just don't think about the fact that it's Patrick Mahomes, that it's Josh Allen and the Jaguars going, and you think and you just look at the teams, you put the context behind it, then I think I think we can all put I, I want I'm going to put the Jaguars in this conference championship. And I also want to address recency bias, which we have heard a lot of, especially on our on our Instagram page. Oh yeah. Because Apparently, for some reason, because a quarter a certain quarterback who won't be named Patrick Mahomes won league MVP last year, because the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year, that somehow that means that it's automatically going to happen this year. How yeah, lazy Ross how lazy sorry, continue. How lazy do you have to get in your analysis that you have to say because somebody did something last year that it's going to happen again the following year? How many, how many in this, in this millennium, how many repeat Super Bowl champions have we had? One, literally one. How many repeat MVPs have we had? A couple. We've had two. That's it. Two. And you're saying that all of a sudden, because Patrick Mahomes did more with less last year, that he's going to do it again this year? How do you know that he's not going to get hurt? How do you know that? His his lack of weaponry is going to is going to catch up with him. And oh, by the way, it's even less than it, than he had last year. Juju Smith Schuster was your only wide receiver who surpassed 900 yards. None of them got over a thousand. And well, somehow, we're, suppo somehow we're supposed somehow we're supposed. What's that? I said, what about Kelsey? I guess Kelsey's he's a, a tight end. end. That's what yeah. I'm saying. He's a tight end. And yes, if you want to say that that Kelsey's going to make up for it, fair enough. You better hope he doesn't get hurt. You better hope that defenses don't learn how to how to guard him or just double team him. Because, like, sure, if you double team him, that leaves somebody somebody else open. Kadarius Tony will be open. Marcus Valdez Scantling will be open. Do you not think teams are just gonna let them try to do that? If the, if Marquez Valdez Scantling beats the beats uh beats the Bengals, then the Chiefs deserve it. Okay, fine. And the and the Bengals probably deserve to lose that game too, if that if that actually happens. Right? If that happens, then okay, fine, whatever. But that's definitely going to be what the game plan is. They're going to make Kadarius Tony or Marquez Valdez Scantling beat him. And you also better hope that Travis Kelsey doesn't get hurt because if he does, then they're eating even deeper garbage than they already are. I'm just saying because this recency bias is really atrocious. Also, we faced similar backlash last offseason. When we when we picked the Eagles to win the division, 
And I had friends coming up to me saying, why did you pick the Eagles? Why did you pick the, it's not, it's not on Jalen Hurts to win the division. If Jalen Hurts is good, then they'll only win seven games. Well, guess what? They won 13 and went to, all the way to the Super Bowl. And all of a sudden now, because this, because the Eagles were in the Super Bowl last year, because Jalen Hurts was an MVP candidate last year, that all of a sudden, if we go against that, now we're also we're now we're also receiving backlash. Yeah. yeah, that is the dumbest. Like the recency bias is stupid. Oh, yeah, I, I hear you. I do. And you know what's weird? Don't you think that we? have been like attacked for that. You know what I mean? There have been times in the show and comments on Instagram where we are being attacked for recency bias. And then all of a sudden we are not groveling to the chiefs. And then we're, and then and they're like, what they have the audacity to call us suffering from recency bias. That is asinine. And and, you know, and if you go to some of the comments in some of our posts, they're like, oh, why are you going like recency bias? Like, how is supporting Cincy recency bias? They're in the Super Bowl two years ago, and they just lost the championship. And I'm sorry, the Super Bowl hangover is real. It's like, you know, sometimes people, they just want to be, well, I guess difference, not the word, but they just, they want to be noticed. And here's something, if you want to be noticed on our page and you really, really want to start a debate, I got something for you. Try harder. Sure. I'm just, like, listen, if you, if they want to, if somebody wants to take Patrick Mahomes for league MVP, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But to bash, but, but to, but to bash me, stupid. but to bash me for saying that I pick Joe Burrow. A guy who has arguably the best wide receiving core in the league, who has the most improved offensive line in all of football. And a top 10 running back to lean on as well. Who top 10 running back to lean on. And a good coach. Decent coaching. It's all like, of a sudden, and he's a, he's a top, arguably a top three. He's arguably a top two quarterback in all of football. That should be a safe pick. But apparently that's bias. Yeah. That is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. Just exactly. because Patrick Mahomes won it last year doesn't mean he's going to win it this year. And I heard a dumb, dumb argument that said this that the Patriots did it without any weapons. Yeah, well, the how Patriots are the greatest coach of all time. That, and that's not my, the best that, that's not not my point. Not my point. Oh, my point. Um, my sorry, CJ. My point that is that in the years that Tom Brady was asked to do more with less. They won games. He put up decent statistics, but he was never an MVP candidate in those years. Who had Tom Brady in the top, in, even in the top five in MVP in 2006? Who no. had him in there in 2013? No one. And even in the years where he was putting up really good statistics in 2014, he was not a Super Bowl. He was not a, an MVP candidate. He was close. He was, get, he was almost there, but he wasn't an MVP candidate. Because he was asked to work with Julian Edelman and Brandon LaFell as his top wide receivers. The years where he did, where he actually had weapons. 2007, he had Randy Moss and Wes Welker. 2010, Wes, not only Wes Welker, Randy Moss, but part, part of the season. You had, a, you had one of the best tight end duos of the decade 
and Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez and Dion Branch. And what about 2017, where he also had guys like Brandon Cooks and Rob Gronkowski? Exactly. The years where he won MVP was when he had weapons, you morons. Yes, he was still contending for Super Bowls, but he wasn't putting up the statistics, especially in 2018. And then the ver- then two years, two years later, with a very different offense, played more vertical, he was an MVP candidate again, throwing 40-plus touchdowns a year. So what does that tell you? What does that tell you? It's just, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It is a great achievement that, that Patrick Mahomes did more with less this year and managed to win league, win league MVP, win a Super Bowl, and Super Bowl MVP. But to say that he's going to do that every year and to expect it, that's just, that's just utter, complete and utter stupidity. Absolutely dumb. All right. And I am I do not apologize for having the Bengals and Lions in the Super Bowl. I don't. You know what? I don't apologize. That's my prediction. Going there either. I'm right there with you. I am. It's going to be Bengals and Lions. And you're gonna like it. All right. Next is our Super Bowl champions. We're going to pick those next. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Ruski Podcast. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros. Tuck is out tonight. So we are on to our Super Bowl predictions. So this is the end of our summer series episodes. It's been a fun summer. And um, it's been fun getting creative during one of football's great dead spots on on the football calendar. But I think I'm ready for some actual football to cover. I think we all Yeah, which is going to start with our official Super Bowl preseason predictions. So we already have our matchups down, as we established during the NFC and AFC championship predictions. We predicted the matchups and the victors. So what I so what I had was the Lions and the Bengals. CJ, I had the Bengals and the 49ers. All right. And without further ado, who is your pick to win it all? I had to stop and think. Now, both of these teams are really good, obviously. I mean, otherwise it wouldn't be in the Super Bowl. And both of these teams are armed to the teeth in terms of weapons. The San Francisco defense, I would argue, is better than Cincy's defense. But at the end of the day, I do believe that it will be a shootout. And which is why I am going with the Cincinnati Bengals to win the Super Bowl. And like I said, I will give the 49ers credit where it is due. 
Your your defense is better. I, I've already listed who's on their defense. We know that they're probably have a top 10 defense. Cincy may be fringe top 10, but let me tell you something. I do believe it's going to be a high-scoring shootout. I'm talking about it's in the – like last year, you know, where both teams score over 30. But at the end of the day, when the chips are down, who do you want leading your shootout, Brock Purdy or Joe Burrow? Look, I told you I like Brock Purdy. I think that he can be really special but I just don't think he's there yet. And you can give him all the weapons in the world, but at the end of the day, you're the quarterback. You're the signal caller. You have to get the ball from point A to point B. And I'm taking the MVP candidate personally. And I think Joe Burrow might have a little bit of a tougher time once again, because of that Niners defense. But then again, Good O-line, Joe Mixon, and the greatest receiver trio in the NFL. I mean, these guys could all be wide receiver ones somewhere else, even Tyler Boyd. So when you look at that and how spread thin that Niners defense is going to be, and when you consider like the inexperience of Brock Purdy versus Joe Burrow, who's already been to a Super Bowl, Put my money on the Bengals, but like I said, I do think it's going to be a bit of a shootout because while Brock Purdy isn't anywhere near Joe Burrow's level, that his offense is stacked. You know, he's got a good receiver duo, arguably the best running back in the game and the second best tight end in the game. So it's not going to be easy for Cincy, but Cincy, I think, takes it over San Fran. Yeah, so I think mine is going to go exactly the same way. So my the so the Lions and Bengals look at each other like they're looking into a mirror. In a, in other words, they have practically the same team, right? You got one both have very good offensive lines, both have very good running games, both have very good targets and have a very vertical offense. Where we're going to see the problem and they both have good coaching as well. Where, where we're going to see the problem, where the discrepancy comes, is in the experience. The Bengals have been to the Super Bowl, and they also have been to an AFC championship after that. Um, they also have much more talent in their passing game, and they have more pass. They have more talent in the. Um, they have more talent under center. I think while Jared Goff has experience going to a Super Bowl, just like Burrow does, Burrow has more talent. He's the better quarterback. He's the guy who has actually lived up to his number one overall pick potential. And that's what we're going to see. We're going to see Joe Burrow um, come out and have an un- an unbelievable game. He's going to win Super Bowl MVP, most likely. Unless Jamar Chase does it. We've seen a wide receiver do it before. Um I think that that the Bengals are just due to win a Super Bowl. They have all of the they have all the stars aligned for them to put it together and they are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals. So we're going to have the same pick here with our Super Bowl predictions um as as far as who wins it. Um but yeah. That's my pick. I agree. Well, at well, least yeah. I agree with Cincy winning, that is. Yeah. I mean, they have the team, too. 
They're they're a little more experienced. And I know the argument of it's their time is stupid, but is it not? I mean, the time to strike is now. The iron is hot. I mean, it's- once again, Kansas City, it doesn't have that many weapons. Buffalo, it you know, Buffalo's horrifically one-dimensional. And the NFC doesn't exactly have the greatest heavy hitters to choose from. I it's, mean, yeah, it, it's it, their time in the sense that they have they've done their due diligence drafting young talent. They've used free agency. They've used trades. They've done everything that they could possibly do in order to put together a Super Bowl contending team. Including putting to including getting playoff and Super Bowl experience. So everything they have done has led them to this season where they should win the Super Bowl. And if they don't, it's a massive disappointment. So if you guys disagree with our Super Bowl pick, the Bengals winning it, okay, fair enough. We could have another team winning it. But I think we can agree on the fact that it is Super Bowl or bust for the Bengals. Absolutely. Because that this is where they, if they can't prove they can do it now, barring some serious injury where we'll probably kick the can down the road next year. If they can't do it now, when will they do it? Because the stars are really aligned for them. Their enemies are getting weaker. They are getting stronger. This is it. There's only so much time before Patrick Mahomes winds up with a, a real wide receiver. There's only so much time before the Bills get their head, heads out of their asses and get themselves a decent running game, right? Or when Trevor Lawrence grows up and it turns out the Jaguars can ball too, right? Or something happens out West or in the, in the NFC, right? Something could happen over there. So the time is now. It really is. So give me the Bengals. I think they're going to win it. If they don't, it's a massive disappointment. And again, if we, if we disagree on that, if you're listening to this and we disagree, fine. But I think we can I think we can agree on this being a Super Bowl or bust year. They need to win it this year. If they can't do it now, when will they? Will they ever? Because then they're going to have to start looking within and think, maybe is there another issue? Can Joe Burrow get it done? Is our offensive line unfixable? Is our coaching a problem? Is Jamar Chase actually disappearing during the postseason? Right, we're going to start looking at other issues, and then it's going to be a massive problem. And teams might be demand, players might be demanding to leave because they're thinking, "Okay, I can't win it here." T. Higgins is going to say, "You know what? I'm in Jamar. I'm stuck in Jamar Chase's shadow. This team can't win a Super Bowl, but the Chiefs aren't having aren't having any issues, and I'd be I'd be the number one wide receiver there. I'm going to I'm going to Kansas City." Goes over there, they win a ring because they've had no issues winning Super Bowls. That's what I'm going to take. At yeah. that point, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start to lose faith in Cincinnati because I think this is their year. I think they've had a, a lot of things go against them. I think they have they have. This has been an imperfect team that has done the most with what they have had, but now they are not imperfect. So let's see what they can do right here. Can they win the Super Bowl? I think they can. If I'm wrong, then I lose faith in that team. That's going to be it at that point. All right. Well, there's our Super Bowl predictions. We both have Cincinnati winning it all. We never got tucks. 
Yeah. Well, I have a feeling. I assume it would be It has some purple involved. <laughs> All right. Next, we got the fan box where we're going to tell you some of the answers that we got, some of the popular ones for Dark Horse Super Bowl contending teams, some of the ones that w- maybe we haven't mentioned yet. That's next. This is the Fumble Ruski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Ruski Podcast. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros. We have reached the fan box portion of our show where we post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more. And we'll discuss it and give you a shout out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. And we apologize in advance for these responses and not being able to put names to this. Um, but our feed kind of expired all of the, so when you go into the feed section, not the for you page or the, it's, it's hard to kind of have the spot where it shows who liked your pages and all, and who responded to everything. It expired our fan box. And once it gets past that, especially after the fan box, the story spot expires, then there's nothing there. We can't find out who said what. Um, and we couldn't get there quick enough. Uh, so we apologize on that part, but we will say what was said. Just we can't put faces to yeah. who said it. Um, but our first response, we had a lot of the Ravens. And the Ravens are a team that since 2019 has kind of fallen into the shadow of under the shadow of Cincinnati. They're still a competitive team, especially when Lamar Jackson's healthy. Notice how, when I said, notice how I said when he's healthy, because he's, he's, he never is. And that's the issue here. They're winning games. He's still a very competitive quarterback. He just has to stay healthy. And the Ravens believe that he hasn't been able to stay healthy because he's running too much. They want him to throw more and stay in the pocket. Which is why they've, which is why they have, on top of of retaining their good offensive line that they have had for years, they have also added some pieces in the in the passing game, right? So they still have Rashad Bateman, but they also brought in Odell Beckham Jr. They brought in Zay Flowers. They still and they brought they brought in uh, blanking on his name right now, not Mark Andrews. They ha- they have Mark Andrews too, um, Jesus. Who was on the Patriots who we all hate? Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar, who in some ways will be worse, will do more harm than good. Take it from a Patriots fan, and I'm sure you Eagles fans can agree with me as well. And Raiders, too. Yes, Raiders, too. But he's not – it's – he'll be good. He will help in some capacity in the position that he's in. Maybe I don't know. 
He'll catch some passes. I mean, he's he still has abilities. It's just that his hands are so slippery. His hands are the stone. He has some of the worst hands I've ever seen. Um, We're Pats fans. We've seen Wes Welker. All right. Another team we didn't mention is the Jets. That is a team that has been mentioned on our fan box. And the Jets are intriguing for a lot of reasons. They have a they have a ferocious defense. They have now a franchise quarterback who, if he can still play at this age of 39 in Aaron Rodgers, then they'll be pretty good. They also have Garrett Wilson, who's a very good target for him, and they have a pretty good running back trio in Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall, and Michael Carter. And you could also mention Zonovan Knight as well. Um, the issue I have is that offensive line. Bill Belichick really screwed him over when he traded back with the, the Pittsburgh Steelers to get a pick ahead, one pick ahead of the jet of the jets, because he knew that the Steelers needed offensive line help just as the jets did, man, it's, it, it never gets old watching Bill Belichick screw over the jets. Because they haven't been able to solve that offensive line issue. Now, if Mackay Becton haven't. like in their camp, it has been an issue. If Mackay Becton, it turns out, can stay healthy and can play to his potential, then they might they might have something there. And their offensive line is solid when it's healthy. Keyword when it's healthy. So they'll have they'll they'll have their work cut out for them there. But I just I have my reservations with the Jets. I think they they have the highest ceiling, but the lowest floor. Yeah, they do. Um, all right. Another team we had, we had a lot of the Chargers. And the Chargers are a team, I thought they were going to be really good last year. And they still were solid. They were a playoff team, but that coaching is so bad. Yeah. Really bad. And despite being star-studded, their defense is unreliable. Yep. All right. Um, Where's another response we can look at? How about the Seattle Seahawks? This is a team we were toying with to make the conference championship. But uh, San Francisco is just too potent. And when I say potent, the reason I use that word is because they they have they have questions at the quarterback position. If those questions are just barely answered, just a little bit with Brock Purdy, or you could even mention Trey Lance, I guess. No, or, you can't. Or Sam Darnold's. Um, if if those be, become answers just a little bit, then I have San Francisco. I just have them over them. Um, I think Seattle has been doing great with everything they've been working on. It's Geno Smith, man. It is Geno Smith. I know he had a great year last year, but I have some questions about him. He's and I think he'll I think he'll still be good again. But mm, do we trust him in a division battle against the the 49ers? I just don't see it. Um all right. So um Looking for some of the other good ones here. A lot of them were answers that we already kind of gave. I have I saw the Browns a little bit. 
and I also saw the Steelers. Both teams in kind of they have it the kind of similar positions in a way. Bear with me here. They have a very they both have good defenses. At least very with lots of potential. Um they both have a lot of talent around them. Good good running game, good offensive line. Um the issue I have is the quarterback on both sides. Can Deshaun Watson really play like he used to? I think he can. And I think this Browns team can be competitive. Kenny Pickett, can he be what he could, what the Steelers see in him, which is the franchise quarterback? And also, can they be good enough so that they could be better than not just the Bengals, but also the Ravens? Because I think the Ravens are, are a better pick here than both of those teams. Too many question marks there. Um, all right. What is the next one? We got a lot of lions picks and we got a lot of Jaguars picks, but we kind of already picked those for our conference championships and super bowls. Um, so we already kind of went over those. We got some dolphins and their offensive line is just so in such a bad spot. I'm sorry about my dog barking in the background. You're forgiven. Um, it's it's really hard to see that. And um, I think the Jets are in a better spot than they are. Jesus, Doug. Um, I think the Jets are in a slightly better spot just because they know their quarterback can actually play. Um, now, Tua can play. It's just that one more concussion, and he should probably retire. I'm just re- – I'm, I'm really hesitant on him. I, I like Tua. I think he can play. I'm not sure, though. The jury still kind of is out going into year four. Um, the Cowboys is another team we got, and we'll end with this one. Um, the The Cowboys are they're the Cowboys, like they're they're just the Cowboys. I don't know what else there is to say. They might make the playoffs. They might even win the freaking division, but. It's just hard to take them seriously anymore. They don't, they haven't been to the NFC championship in like three decades. It's true. And by the way, there is one thing though that I do want to point out about the Cowboys. Remember how we said the Chargers coaching was questionable? Well, put that on steroids and you have Dallas. Yep. Mike McCarthy should never have been hired. He's literally just like a fatter Jason Garrett. That is what minus the clapping. That's what he is. You did not take a step forward from Garrett to McCarthy. You did a lateral step. As long as Mike McCarthy is their coach and he does not have Aaron Rodgers to carry him, he will never win another ring. Yeah. All right. Here, I'll give this one last one because we had we did have one more. We actually had two more. We had the Texans too. I'm not bringing that up. That, that no, was a you. joke. That it wasn't a joke. I know who said it, and it wasn't a joke. Um, didn't say it was, it was just, a funny one. No, nope. in of itself was a joke. You know, you know who said it because oh, you I were responding to them. Exactly, yeah, it wasn't a joke that. because he went up to me and he brought it up the other day. Um, yeah, they're not. The Texans are not going to the Super Bowl. They're not. They're not even contenders to go there. They're a couple years. They're not off, even contenders even if, to win their division. New, all right, the New York Giants is another one. 
they're not i just even if they turn out to be as good as we they we think that they can be I, they're not they're still not good enough because the eagles are better than them the cowboys are better than them um probably not the the commanders or the football team or whatever they're going to be because they might actually have another name change no i think they're gonna yeah but probably yeah, no, the giants are um, there I'm not sold on Daniel Jones, and I know he was just paid, but I have been adamant that he should not have been paid that. I mean, look, they're winning, and I credit Coach Brian Dable because he's a hell of a coach. Yeah. But Um, I'm I'm sorry. Last year, your $100 million quarterback, by the way, last year threw 3,200 yards, 15 touchdowns, five picks. What? Yeah, this man better eclipse four thousand yards. Otherwise, I don't know what to tell you. Yep. Um, another our other response was New Orleans Saints and the Bears, and we can be short and sweet with these two. No, just no. Like they might be playoff teams, especially probably the the Saints because their their division is so weak. But not not the Bears, not just yet. They might be a playoff team as well. Um. But that's it. I mean, I don't, I don't see much else. They're too young. That's the problem. They might be a Super Bowl contender in the next year or two, but that's about it. Yeah. So that's about it for our responses. Um, so you guys, make sure you respond next week. I'm sorry about this one. Um, we can't. We won't be able to get it out. We probably won't be able to post about it either. Um, but yeah, so that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcasts and latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out.